Okay, so we are going to do something tonight that we don't do very often. We've only ever done it one time, but it, it went off really well. And so we decided uh, to start making this something that we do whenever we start a new book of the Bible. One of our favorite things to do at Mitri is to work through entire books of the Bible if we're able to. If it's a very long book of the Bible, then we like to work through them in sections. And we've been working through the book of Proverbs. If you guys would throw up 1 Timothy 4, 6... Uh, behind me, if you got your Bibles, you're going to turn to the book of Proverbs chapter 1. But I want to show you this one little, well that one, oh okay, it's very small to me. I thought y'all were seeing that action. This will work. Here's what the Bible says uh, in 1 Timothy, just to give you a little context. Paul the Apostle uh, is writing this to a young guy in ministry. And here's what Paul says to him. If you put these things, he's referring to God's word. If you put God's word before the brothers, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus, being trained in the words of the faith and of the good doctrine that you have followed. And so we are going to do something that is very rare today but historically was the most normal thing for the gathered body of believers. Not only was it the most normal thing, if you were to hop in a plane and fly to an area in the, in the world where Christianity is illegal, and those places very much exist, that is still how they are doing church many times today. Because a lot of churches are represented by 12 people, 18 people, who hide in a, in, a, in a room inside a house. They don't have a trained pastor. They don't have somebody who has gone to seminary or, or done school. And so they just open up their Bibles if they have them. Some of them may only have a New Testament or a few pages. And they read God's word together. One of the advantages of doing this is while typically we'll look at a handful of verses and, and dig real deep, this gives us the opportunity to have a wide breadth to what God's word is going to show us. It also reminds us that it's God's word that is primary, not some hip, cool pastor or somebody who's really awesome with using words or illustrations. It's God's word that has the power. And then finally, I was thinking about this. It, it puts a little bit of energy on you to just pursue the Lord when it comes to application. To say, God, this is your word, I'm your child listening, or maybe I haven't sought you at all in my life, or I've been running from you lately in my life, would you illuminate for me your word? I'm going to show you guys a quote, uh, and while I do, if I can get the other guys to go ahead and hop up here with me. Jimmy, this is yours. Just in case you were confused, I'm going to take mine now. I don't want them to get mixed up. All right. <clears throat> that was for your little actions last time, trying to get the tall chair. All right, here's what Charles Brown, who was uh, a minister in the Church of Scotland during this season of great revival said. Uh, at their church, they just took to the practice of reading Scripture together. It was the simple reading of the Word without preaching. Yet such was the power upon the minds of the people that it was a common thing. As soon as the Bible was open, as the reader began for great meltings to come upon the hearers, the deepest attention was paid to every word as the sacred verses were slowly and solemnly enunciated. A silent tear might be stealing down the rugged but expressive countenances turned upon the reader. The word of the Lord was precious in those days. I'm kidding. There's, a bit, there's one for you on the other side. Yeah. You're special. You're important. All right. 
Let me give you one piece of advice, because uh, here's, uh, let, let me sort of introduce everybody. So Jimmy Brooks is one of the elders of the church. My name is Will Hawk. I'm one of the elders of the church, and primarily I'm the teaching and preaching pastor. This is Greg Despain, who has preached at least, have you, pre- you preached once? Um, and, and he is actually coming in on short notice to sub in for Stokes, uh, who I, I think maybe Laura has some stuff going on. Um, and then uh, we have Thomas who is not an elder or a pastor. But we thought it would be a a good time to give the guy a shot up here so if it goes poorly, we can get rid of him before we move into the new building. So we'll see how that whole thing plays out. Um, uh, So that is who we are. Now let me make a recommendation for you guys. We live in a culture of entertainment where people are used to being entertained by the guy who's up front. We are not going to try to do that. What we are going to try to do is shrink to the background so that God's word would come to the foreground. Now, what that may mean is for you to get the most out of this, you may need to put some energy into engaging with the text. So let me give you three ways that I think you should do this. We're going to be reading four chapters, uh, and then each of us will share a a few minutes of thoughts. Um, Let me give you three ways you should engage. Number one, just read along with us. Open up your Bible, open up your phone. Those are, of course, uh, fine to use here. The text will appear behind us. Just follow the words and listen. That one is pretty obvious. Secondly, I would say read along, then study along. Uh, Some of you guys are note takers regularly. Some of you have never taken a note in church in your life. I would encourage tonight be the first time you do it. Uh, It could be as simple as writing down words that are repeated, phrases, ideas, encouragements, convictions. If you don't have a a pen or a piece of paper, you can't steal one from the chair in front of you. Just pull out your phone, go to the notes. I I would recommend that you do that so you can go back through it and uh, pray through it maybe later. And then finally, I would say listen along. You're not going to get in trouble if you close your eyes in here tonight just because you want to let the words run over you. There are going to be people today in other parts of the world who are literally going to hear God's word and never be able to see it because they don't have a Bible. And it is only being read by one person who has the only text in that group of people. And so we can engage with other believers in that way. And so, Jimmy, I'm going to turn it over to you to pray for us. And then I think Greg is going to read uh, Proverbs 1 and you're going to share some thoughts. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time. We do pray, Father, that um, though there are uh, men up on the stage, Father, that the leading role would be played by your Holy Spirit. That if we read the words that you had men penned so many years ago, Father, that the truths would strike us in ways that would cause us to change our lives, to modify our behavior, to desire to see more of you, less of ourselves, to build your kingdom in all that we do. And so, Father, we pray that this time would be a blessing for this, your church gathered. Amen. Hey, how long are you going to let the little stool thing go? Not much longer. I was getting a cramp. (laughs) All right, let's read Proverbs 1. I'll read along, and then Jimmy will sort of share some thoughts on it. Proverbs 1.1, the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction and wise dealing in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance, to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Hear, my son, your father's instruction. 
and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lie and wait for blood. Let us ambush the innocent without reason. Like Sheol, let us swallow them alive and whole. Like those who go down to the pit, we shall find all precious goods. We shall fill our houses with plunder. Throw in your lot among us. We will all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Hold back your foot from their paths. For their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed blood. For in vain is a net spread in the sight of any bird. But these men lie in wait for their own blood. They set an ambush for their own lives. Such are the ways of everyone who is greedy for unjust gain. It takes away the life of its possessors. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the market, she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy street, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gates, she speaks. How long, O oh simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you. Because I have called and you refuse to listen, have stretched out my hand and no one has heeded. Because you have ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you. When terror strikes you like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then they will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but will not find me, because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord, would have none of my counsel and despised all my reproof. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their way, and have their fill of their own devices. For the simple are killed by their turning away, and the complacency of fools destroys them. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. Thank you, Greg. All right, so um, we, we did do this once before, and I remember spending a lot of time preparing last time. <laughs> Not so much this time, yeah. Oh, great. So, uh, this great. yeah, this will be good, though. So in thinking about um, Proverbs chapter 1, in fact, about two weeks ago, we were sitting at our little elder meeting, Chick-fil-A, one morning. Stokes was there. I really wish he was here tonight. Not, not that, Greg, I don't want you to be here, but I think he would have enjoyed this, and I so enjoy hearing her, his perspective. But um, we said, okay, who gets chapter 1, 2, 3, 4? And said, we'll give the old guy chapter 1. And, and I thought, oh, great, now i got to go first again. But I thought about it. I thought, you it's really, I think I went first last time. I'm not sure. But uh, it, it really makes it easy because um, chapter 1 is really pretty easy. I mean, it's a pretty straightforward lesson here. And I, I thought about, you talked about Solomon the last couple of weeks and wisdom. Solomon asked God for wisdom, and God granted it to him. And the scriptures say he was wise like no one has been or ever will be again. And yet, if you think about Solomon, he really was smart beyond his years when he asked God for that. Because Solomon knew what he didn't know. And, and so often when you're a young person, I'm going to talk a little bit about chronology maybe, but um, I know I didn't, I didn't know what I didn't know. You know, uh, I thought I knew everything. I could fix everything, do everything. Didn't need older people's advice. Well, My, now you know that you know. Now I know that I know. <laughs> this could go on forever. So uh, Proverbs chapter 1 is split into four parts. Four parts. 
Uh, 1 through 6 is just introduction to the book of Proverbs, what it's here for, why we're reading it, the use of Proverbs. And then verse 7, you can include 8 and 9. Verse 7 is really the key to the whole book of Proverbs. Uh, Verse 7 says, I want to read it so I don't get it wrong. Uh, Where is it? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So if you don't want to know the key to the book of Proverbs, the motto, the theme, that's it. That is the verse you need to memorize. Um, 10 through 19 is um, what you are to avoid, the enticements of the world, the enticements of sin and sinners. And then 20 through 33, wisdom personified as a woman, wisdom stands in the streets and she addresses the simple sinners, the scoffers, and the fools. And she tells them that if you don't heed the words of this book, Therefore, you'll eat the fruit of your way. You'll have the fill of your own devices. You'll be killed, the simple, killed by their turning away. And the complacency of fools destroys them. And so as I thought about this, I I also am am old enough now to know there's really not much original that that I could say or any of us could say. And I I found a summary of the book of Proverbs that I really liked. And rather than paraphrasing, I'm just going to read it. I don't know how many of you all use or read the message by um, Peterson, Eugene Peterson. It's a paraphrase of most of the scriptures. I find it really helpful at times. But this is his introduction to Proverbs. He says, many people think that's what's written in the Bible has mostly to do with getting people into heaven, getting right with God, saving their souls. And it does have to do with that, of course, but not mostly or completely. It is equally concerned with living on this earth, living well, living in robust sanity. In our scriptures, heaven is not the primary concern to which earth is a tag-long afterthought. Jesus' prayer is on earth as it is in heaven. Wisdom is the biblical term for this on earth as it should be in heaven everyday living. Wisdom is the art of living skillfully in whatever actual conditions we find ourselves. It has virtually nothing to do with information as such, with knowledge as such. A college degree is no certification of wisdom, nor is it primarily concerned with keeping us out of moral mud puddles, although it does have a profound moral effect upon us. Wisdom has to do with becoming skillful in honoring our parents, raising our children, handling our money, conducting our sexual lives, going to work, exercising leadership, using words well, and treating friends kindly, eating and drinking healthily, cultivating emotions within ourselves and attitudes towards others that make for peace. Threaded through all these items is the insistence that the way we think of and respond to God is the most practical thing we do. In matters of everyday practicality, nothing, absolutely nothing, takes precedence over God. And so I just love Peterson's way of reminding us Because what the Proverbs is about is really about practical advice for everyday living, what to do. And I thought about that. I thought, well, how can I kind of help maybe communicate that in a way to this crowd? And Will said we're not here to entertain, but I digress. Um, I brought a bag and I brought a prop. So I decided a few years ago that I was going to become a pretty good cook. And what I realized is that OCD people have an advantage over the rest of you in learning how to cook. Because we follow things... Blackie's shy. We follow things really well. And so I I kind of went, I turned to a guy who maybe one other person in here would know, Justin Wilson. Travis, paying attention back there? You know who Travis, who Justin Wilson is? Come on. All right, Justin Wilson. You know Justin Wilson? 
the chef, not some other guy. So, Miss Becky, you know him? All right, so Justin Wilson is a Cajun. Justin Wilson, if he was up on the stage, first thing he'd say, hi, Allah. But you're from, you and like, I'm from down there. So, yeah, I'm like from down there. I get that yeah. stuff. I grew up listening to Justin Wilson. Justin Wilson was a humorist. Actually, he was a safety engineer. And his job was so boring, he started making up stories to tell people to get him to pay attention. He became a satirist, a humorist, wrote a couple of cookbooks. His mother was like a you know, award-winning chef. She taught him everything he knew. He has PBS shows, series. You can buy all the videos and stuff. And I decided if I want to learn how to cook, I'll just watch Justin Wilson. And, and I, you know, Ty sitting here, Stokes sitting here. I cook every year for our little running group, and I make pretty mean jambalaya and gumbo. And, uh, and I think they'd attest to that. But the reason why is not because I'm a great cook. It's because I can follow directions. So Justin Wilson would say, first, you get your pot. First thing, most important thing, beyond anything else, the pot has to be right, has to be seasoned. You don't put this pot on the stove and just start cooking out of it. You've got to season this pot. You've got to coat it with oil. You've got to cook it for a while. You've got to let it season and soak in. Otherwise, everything you put in there will come out tasting like metal. But if you season that pot and then you follow the directions, you put in the ingredients, you simmer them for the required amount of time, you don't skimp, you don't take shortcuts, at the end of the day, the gumbo is good. And you don't have to be a great chef to make good gumbo. Well, the problem is with most of us, though, is we cook, we get in a hurry, we take shortcuts. And we decide, well, you know, maybe I'll season the pot, maybe not. I just got to get this thing done. I got a lot to do. I really, I'm tired of work, and I'm, I'm just going to play this video game for a little while longer. I know my kids need me, but man, this video game, I'm number 11,422 on the Call of Duty all-time roster, and I'm moving up, man. And I'll make it, I'll make it up to them later. Because really, as long as our kids know that they make good grades, and they're great in sports, and on their travel team, and we take them out of stuff, that's what counts. They know we love them, right? I mean, it'll all buff out in the end, right? Or, you know, the other thing is my wife and I, we found out this great shortcut. We found out we could buy a house we really couldn't afford with this low-interest mortgage. That child income credit, it's going to go forever. We'll never have to pay that back. Plus, you can get credit cards with no interest rate. And we figure we'll just load up on those pay everyday bills, and at the end of the year when we get our refund, we'll pay the credit card off. And then next year we start over again. What could go wrong? Right? And then, you know, my husband's friend was probably in Call of Duty, man. I'm watching Instagram and I'm, you know, I'm trying to make sure that people don't think I'm really 45. I've had three kids. I really want to look good. I'm thinking about that procedure and, you know, I, I just don't know. Dang, my spouse just doesn't pay attention to me anymore. But these guys online, these girls, man, they, they like me. And I think maybe, you know, maybe I'll just, maybe I'll just go have dinner with them. Oh, God. What a mess. And that's what we do. We take shortcuts. We forget the book of instruction, the book that will keep us safe from big messes on the floor in our lives, from having to pick it up, dust it off, start over. And, of course, God says, yes, I forgive you. We cry out and say, my sin, Lord, my sin. Yes, I forgive you. Your sin's already been forgiven. All of it. Jesus died on the cross. Your sin is gone. It never was. But wisdom reminds us, you know what? Your sin is forgiven, but there are consequences to living in a way where you don't remember the key to the book of Proverbs, the key to the book of Proverbs, that the fear of the Lord, respect for his statutes, to honor his ways is the key to successful living, to avoid the pain and the heartbreak and the difficulty that comes when I and you jack up our lives. Follow the instructions. 
follow the recipe. That's my shtick. I was wondering what you had in that thing the whole time. Do you cook out of that? You're going to need to clean it. Were you afraid when you dropped it how loud it was going to be? Like, were you doing the how high do I want to drop from? <laughs>